0: Welcome back to Dad So Hard. I am your co-host, Vinny Dunleavy, and we are knee-deep into season four. Thank you for joining us. If this is your first time, welcome into Dad So Hard Nation. If you are joining us for a second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth time, I cannot thank you from the bottom of my heart. If you have left us a comment on Dad So Hard podcast on Instagram, thank you for that. If you tweeted us, I'm sure I've loved it. Put a heart next to it at Dad So Hard pod on Twitter. Or if you've just followed us on the interwebs at WeAreDadSoHard.com, thank you for that as well. Today, we have another fantastic father. He is the star of his own TV series online called The Dad Vlog. He is a producer, a father of two. He puts his life out there, and he is, has been on his own journey of fatherhood. It is a remarkable way he balances everything with his wife, his kids. And I find his show hysterically funny. I think he puts a lot out there. His name is Mr. D. Anthony Ward. I hope you'll be inspired by this conversation and have a couple laughs just like I did. And I thank you so much for being part of it. And please give us a shout out. We'll talk soon. Listen, love you. Cue music. everybody! Welcome back to Dad So Hard This is season 4 And I am your host, Vinny Dunleavy Uh, Welcome back We are in the middle of the season And I am excited again to bring you yet another Killer father A man who is is, uh, Being a great husband uh, uh, I believe a great son I'm just going to assume that Because as a gentleman, I can only see him being a great son And I know for a fact He's a decent dad And he's trying his best So we're going to get into it uh, but this is season four, the making of what I'm calling the making of a hard dad. How are we doing it? How are the, is it a choice? Is it not? And what's driven a lot of these fathers in getting there? As always, uh, as any podcaster would say, we appreciate and love your support. Thank you for listening. If you love us this much, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, you can please pause right now and go to iTunes or whatever you're listening on and hit subscribe, save, text it to a friend. Tell everybody, you know, you need to listen. Uh, That's what we love to hear. And then I'm going to thank you for it. And maybe I'll do a shout out and I'll tag your podcast or your Instagram handle and we'll get more followers. Uh, So that being said, uh, we're going to dive into it. And I have a dad who I have the the pleasure of meeting, I think now three years ago, for people that don't know in the dad blogging world, there is an organization called the Mm Dad2Summit. And it's a real, it was a real thing. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into uh, going there this one weekend. Uh, but I was in, in insanely impressed by the amount of fathers who are actually out there creating content and sharing their lives with, in my mind, the idea is we're just trying to get people to see a different uh, aspect of what fatherhood looks like in all shapes and sizes. This guy who's wearing his t-shirts, it's the dad underscore vlog. I'm going to say it a lot and I'm going to tag it a lot. But uh, it is Mr. D'Anthony Ward. And I'm thrilled to have him join Dad So Hard Nation. Welcome, Anthony. Good, brother. Thank you very much, man. How are you doing today, doing. I am doing good. I'm glad that we were able to uh, you make the time and have this conversation. So um, for those not listening, so I, if you are on Instagram or you're on YouTube, uh, if you Google the dad vlog, uh, VLOG, uh, which for anybody, I would explained to my daughter what a vlog was earlier, and I said it's a video blog. It's like videos. Like it's a video TV show. show. Tell her it's a TV show. A TV, uh, that's a. I should. I should. I said it's, it's an internet TV show. Yeah, I will do that for you. I'll, I'll start to. I'll, I can rebrand. I'll rename that. Uh, uh, and it is. It is. I find it very funny. I find your Instagram is hysterical. It is irreverent. It is at most authentic, and uh, and it and it's, and it's good and it's high quality. The quality yeah, yeah. makes my Instagram. But it's a shame. Oh, it's stop it. Up. Stop it. You no, know what really it is, is?
1: It's 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 just a lot of um. it's a lot of realness. And if you take a look at the actual community, I mean, there's no there's no fake in a lot of these situations. That happen. <laughs> you know, I, a lot of the things that happen, I just happen to kind of have my phone and I'm documenting what's going on. And what I've done now is just kind of dedicated my time to creating these very short bite-sized stories so that people not in this world or maybe about to get into this world or yep. unfamiliar with this world can now relate to because I've put it in story format for them, to, for them to watch and listen to. And then I have all of you guys that support it and back it and say, yeah, this is absolutely real. So now you have this whole community of people who are just like, hey, that's real. That really happens. And if you're on your way to fatherhood, you are absolutely going to experience that when you get to the stage.
0: Well, and, that, and that's what I love about it, because it shows that in real fatherhood, there are moments of chaos, there are moments of humor, but it allows you to say you can, in terms of the world of what we like to say here in Dad So Hard, you can work hard, play hard, and dad harder. Mm-hmm. There are opportunities to take that same approach and be like, yes, this is ridiculous. This is happening. and And it's not something to shy away from. Like, I think I love the idea that you're not saying, Having a son or having a daughter, having a child is a headache. It actually can add value to your life. If you allow, if you what I love about it is you are, there are times I'm like, Oh, how did he like the perceptions you're making? And when you, when you see what you, you hear from your kid, you're like this happened in the car again is because you are really listening, you're receiving it. And you're actually actively going, I'm going to listen to what they say and not just go, I'm going to shut it down. Right. And that to me is a real switch for a man uh, and a father to be able to do that. One of the things that I was
1: very intentional on when I started making the channel is I didn't want it to be negative in the slightest bit. Yep. There's already, you know, I'm African-American. A lot of black fathers are already stereotyped with a lot of negativity, like just tons of yeah, anyways. Yeah. Right. So in my case, what I wanted to do was I wanted to just throw all positivity all positivity. Now, I don't say anything like this is a headache, but there is this term in the film world, if anybody's familiar, yeah. they say, don't tell what you can show. Now, I never say, you know, kids is a headache, having a wife is a headache, but I do upload a lot of stuff. And if you look at it,
0: I love it. Don't you? It's, <laughs> it's you get in you get out, you could see it without hearing it. I yeah, got you that. Could, you yeah, can see it without. Well, but there's a, times
1: there's times where you know it is study things are a headache, but I'm not gonna present that to you. I want to give you all the information. I'm gonna let you make your determinations too. Uh
0: I I love that. That's a life lesson I probably need in my own in my own world. Uh and there's actually there's like four things I want to unpack on that that you just said, which is fascinating. But I, I love the idea of it's it's about positivity. I also think it's that idea of like um in the world of the way you present it with your, with your wife and your kids is that you're not saying it's a headache. And oftentimes, I mean, I'm like, this is a challenge. I don't know if I'm going to survive today. And I think there's a way to commiserate with that, which is, which is amazing. Uh, 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 there's a bunch of stuff I want to pack, but first let's go back to what motivates you. Like I'm fascinated in the world of fatherhood and as an African-American, as a black man, you're growing up in this country. And, and uh, where, where did you grow up? First of all, I'm originally I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio the East side oh, okay. of Cleveland Ohio I'm wearing my Buckeye sweatshirt as we speak I' went to that state for awesome school. awesome I lo- there I'm from <laughs> Long Island, but I love I love everybody in the state of Ohio. I'm a big Ohio fan uh, but growing up in Cleveland that that set your experience right there. What made you or, or when you I guess when you got into that adulthood part of your life and you thought about having kids and your approach to fatherhood, where were you, say, before kids to where were you now? Are you in the same path or did or did having your did having your son uh, change things? Yeah. So the interesting part
1: about it is there was two dynamics. I was never around kids like babies or yeah. infants or anything like that. Um, my dad wasn't really around. So when I started the dad vlog, it was all from a perception of like everything is new. Me oh, wow. Well, okay. Being, me being the dad is new. Me trying to, f- you know, figure out how to be one, me being a husband is new. Like all of it is new and it's all rushing into me like very quickly. Wow. And instead of it being like a
0: scary thing, it wasn't, it was like, it was like exciting. Like, I was excited. What, what made it, like given that you weren't familiar, it wasn't familiar territory. What, when you think about your childhood then, is that because of say, the mom, the 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 parents, you, the parents you were around was your mom around or or or, or and the, the larger community there. Did they always give you that confidence of never having to like worry about it? Because I think there's there's that other world where some guys play ignorantly stupid, and when a baby comes, they're like, oh, I don't know, what, like it's just yeah. like they run for the hills in fear. You know what? I, I don't
1: know. I don't know why a lot of people do that. Some some of it may be like some trauma that you need to unpack yeah. um, before you actually had a kid. But for me, I don't know why it was just, it's like instinct just kicked in. I mean, yeah. I went from, you know, Rachel, she wasn't pregnant one day and I was not thinking about kids. And then the day was soon as she said she was pregnant, it was like, oh, this is going to be incredibly fun. I'm going to do oh, just wow. so much stuff. But I was also under the immature perception that Tosh was going to pop out and be five years old and we were <laughs> going to go to the movies. <laughs> And we're gonna play baseball
0: and all that. You you were thinking he's popping out, and you got a new best friend. Yeah, you were like yeah, my, my, yeah. You're like you're great, great. You're raising my best friend. Cool. We don't need friends. I got I got my son now. We're good. We're good. Yeah, that's actually not the bargain when children are born. They actually <laughs> have to make you they make you start from the beginning. Believe it or not, it, it is a real. Well, it's interesting to say that because uh, I was just talking to another father that's gonna be in this in one of these seasons. You wrote a book called Welcome to Fatherhood. And the book is about sort of that first year. And and one of the things that I thought was interesting is that the woman has that 10 months to actually recognize they're becoming a mom because they're carrying the baby. Oftentimes, as guys, it doesn't really hit you. Even though you see it, you're like, I'm still single, going to mingle. I'm a baby doesn't affect me. I don't give me any weight. Maybe I'm not sleeping because she's not sleeping. But it usually I think happens in the moment that baby is given to you. It's fascinating. I love what you were saying is that you, you had that from the jump though. You got that, yeah. we're pregnant and you were all in about that. Did you find with the, your, your social circle or like the other guys, were you cognizant of that being a different reaction than say your circle of friends around you? or did, Or do you feel like your peer group was actually like, cool with it and that therefore it made you lean that way yeah i think i was the maybe the first
1: or second guy amongst my friends to have kids and i did think that it was a overboard reaction compared to what i've (laughs) compared to what you're you're available to yeah Yeah, yeah, from what from what i've seen especially from what i've seen like on tv kind of what they say in class like you know getting, getting a woman pregnant is just like Oh my goodness. Like, it's almost like the end of the world. And I really, I really can't explain why I had just that level of excitement, but I knew I had it and it was very hard for anybody
0: to take that away from me,
1: you know, for but in that
0: journey. So as, when you felt that and now you're going to your journey and you know, you want to start sharing it in you, mm-hmm. what, how much of your desire to share your opinion of fatherhood was purely in that state? And then how much of it coming from the perspective of being a black man and, and you talk about like the images that we have in society, how much of that said to you, you know what? I have to do this, not just because I want to, but because I think it, it can, it can start to change and pivot. Back. Was that a yeah. conscious, it feels like that's a conscious choice. Yeah, it was know. definitely,
1: it was definitely on purpose. I didn't actually start uploading anything, maybe till Tosh was maybe six or seven years old. Um oh, not no, seven years that. old. Sorry. Months, months, sorry. Six or seven months. Um, and the reason being is I, I didn't know anybody. And when I started uploading that stuff, I started meeting these other, yeah. these other dads. And initially it was just very, just kind of fun. It wasn't, I wasn't incredibly intentional, like the first yeah, month yeah. or so. And then when I saw the amount of people who are kind of like me and I looked at some of my friends, like they're, they're like me and they're, they're around mm-hmm. their kids they're on fire for their kids and they're not, they're not leaving them. There's no, you know, there's no drama or anything like that. And we live a very regular life, but then things that you see on TV it makes it seem like people that look like me are actually like living a different kind of life. So it was at that point where I was just like, okay, I need to upload just things purposely because I want to be just part of that fraternity of just good fathers overall in general and flood flood the internet with just positivity now when you think about it negativity you know floods the internet and you know people are just we well, get a lot of clicks negativity in
0: click it's clickbait negativity i mean it, a lot of social media is driven off of negativity and, and i it look is. at that it as it's hard to go to a party people don't gossip around good stuff nobody's gossiping around oh my god you hear he won the lottery they gossip yeah. around when people are beaten down so human behavior is to talk about the negative and it's it harder is. to share. It is harder. You're in a, you're in a really tough space. It's, it's hard to want people to celebrate without the envious. And they, and they well, it's don't. okay because this type of, this type
1: of lifestyle clearly isn't, isn't probably for everybody. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people may not be interested in looking at this kind of content. And I'm okay with that because it's not for everybody. Yeah. It's for the people who want to be are, has been or just support positivity. Like that's who this is for. Yep. If you're not interested in being a dad, or if you're a mom and you have different kind of experiences with like your dad or your father, it may not, it may not be for you. And I'm okay with that because I'm, I'm not for everybody and the content that I make is not for everybody. It's for a small specific focus group, which is why you look at the community on the dad vlog. I mean, there's, there's a lot of engagement there and there's yep. a lot of people who, who answer questions that are being asked, who, you know, give their support for certain things and show their support for the things that we post because they know what it is
0: already yeah they get it and i think that's what i love about like people always ask me who is your podcast for or uh and i go well it's really for any." i think there's a lot of guys out there that i think about what my perception what i the father i was going to be or being scared of getting somebody pregnant i mean you always have those times like i hope nobody gets pregnant when i'm trying to hook up and i just think it's like a difference it's not that scary you don't have to be that fearful of it and like coming into it we people don't have to wait Like, you don't have to be scared to be like, I'm not ready to have a baby and I need to be, I mean, I had my son when I was, my daughter, when I was 30, I think it was 36, I was old. Mm -hmm. And I think there was part of me that just never thought I would be ready. And I don't think anybody is ever ready. But if we can share our stories so that this next generation of guys See that it's not so scary, and they can also understand that being emotional and that the definition of manlyhood and fatherhood yeah. is more than just go get a paycheck and and be there for your you know and, and take your what and make sure your house is is functioning. It's yeah. no, you're emotionally vested, right? It, it, there was yeah. a role there to say you are more than just one half of the parent. Like you have a responsibility, and yeah. that's what I love about uh, all, all the, this community of bloggers that are out there because there's a. a there's so much of that that changes the perspective, um, and what's going on. Yeah, you
1: know what else this does? It just adds to this community of information. Because I mean, like I said, I was on fire for it, but that may not be the case for a lot of people. So you have to identify. Hey, you may need something. You may need to unpack some things before your kid gets here. You may need to go to a therapy session for a minute. You may need to work out some things
0: between you and like some people around you. Like you, I, that's. I feel that's like how looking- hard that. You're looking at my soul right now. I mean, yes. The, the answer is the answer is yes. I probably should have done that a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah. And now, that, what the people in front
1: of us now or behind us? They're gonna they're gonna be like, hey, I heard this guy say something about maybe needing a little bit. Of therapy uh, everybody should be there. That's going I
0: I like to tell people do as I say, not as I do. Like you would hire a personal trainer to go to the gym. Yep. Have a therapist on call. Uh, they they're they're a trainer for your brain. Um, I'm not there yet, not because I don't want to or against it. I personally can't find the time, and I'm, it's like one more thing to add. and And I know I probably need to. And I say to people, "There's an onion that I need to unpack." Then when I'm ready to do that, in the meantime, I'll do I'll do it by me, which is like podcasting and having conversations, and then and figuring it out that way. But it, um, well, community is a huge part of that, and that's what you just yeah. said. I mean, podcasting and stuff like that's a that's a part
1: of it. I heard this awesome quote one time. It said the um, the child who doesn't feel the warmth of a village will burn it down to feel its warmth. So if you have a community and that community and you have a child and that child wants the community, or you're an adult and you want that community, you'll do anything to feel that warmth from that community. And that just lets you know how, how strong that that is.
0: So doing podcasts and talking to people, like that's a thing. That's not. I, well, that's, that's, that's deep. that, that, that is really deep. I, I, I love that. And, um, I, I that that I love that quote I want to sit on that for a second because I think it's amazing yeah uh, but I also now want to talk about how you include your wife in this because yeah. Yeah. when I started my podcast and I me and my Danny said, oh that's hard and my wife goes so you have a podcast about fatherhood is it about me being a bad mother? And I said it has not I said this has nothing to do with you I go this is about me being a great dad and I want to talk about dad life and I think to your point like I, although I do make fun of my kids, if they listen to this, they'd be like, oh, I think they're terrorists at times. And I'm like, oh, you're driving me crazy. But I have never, uh, I think I love my wife. I think she's great. I I would never, I I never want to be in a place where I would criticize motherhood and what mothers do. I think they're all underrated and they all need tons of respect. My mantra is that I think we have to challenge dads to do more. And I think dads need to get more credit about what the emotional impact is when things happen in our kids' lives. Because sometimes it's like, something happens to your kid and it's like everybody expects only the mother to have an emotional feeling about it and to, mm-hmm. and to worry about it. And I think, um, that idea though, about speaking positively about being a husband and everything else is yeah. a big key. My wife wants zero to do with this. She is yeah. like, you do your podcast and leave me out of your life. You're a lunatic. Go do you. How did well, you get your wife on board? Well, my, I don't know if you <laughs> listen to this vinny Okay. I don't, I
1: don't, I don't think, I don't know if you think my wife is on board or not. <laughs> Because, I mean, she doesn't, she's not in a lot of videos. And when she is in the videos, she's in it from my
0: perspective. Yep.
1: So I may hope she camera... should. She,
0: she's allowing you to film her. She's not. Well,
1: she's not... You, you know, this is my story. <laughs> this is my story. So the dad vlog, you know, it doesn't exist without her. So whether or not right. she's comfortable on camera <laughs> or or not, like this is part of my story. And I think yeah, yeah. She, she understands that. So there's only so much that you can do. Like, I mean, I, you know, if you don't want to be on camera all the time, I, I get it. But there is a very important piece of you that is a part of this dad vlog, and it's my perspective, my perspective on yep. parenting, my perspective on being a husband, like my perspective on everything that you just said. So, um, letting her know what my mission is has been very, very important. Like and this is, that, is and for so the people. This is
0: for you know people that are that are like us that need to see this kind of stuff. So, is that part of like? And and so does she see that what you're doing is part also has that sort of mission element because it is entertaining, right? At the end of the day, you're putting on a show, you're putting on a TV series online and you want to entertain and you want to inform. But do you think because of your because you're a black man, do you think you have to be more mindful? Do you feel a burden like to be to that? There's a little bit more pressure on it for you because you can it actually can really have a much bigger impact in a different way. And cause that's, I don't think, I think that's a different, like th- that's a different space than like I would occupy yeah. in my world. Cause I don't, I don't, I don't feel that burden as, as a white man, but as a, yeah. but I mean, I, I could, I, I could see it, but I wonder if that's part of where she also is supportive and is like, no, let's do this because you're, you are changing lives. So the death log has been my
1: vision yeah. and it's been my mission and anything that is my vision or my mission Is my responsibility to communicate that to the people who are absorbed, including my wife. You know, when I got this whole vision to do this thing, this mission to do this thing, you know, Rachel didn't get that. So I'm closer to the mission, to the vision than she is. So I need to close that gap. And how I do that is bring my mission closer to Rachel and let those two kind of meet in the middle. And how do I do that by saying, hey, Rachel, this is what I want to do. You know, this is yep. the mission that I'm trying, and this is what I'm trying to um, accomplish here. Now, from a thousand-foot view, um, there is a lot of social responsibility in that sense. But the more you zoom in, I'm I'm not working very hard. I'm showing my life, and I'm sharing yep. my I'm sharing my life in a very comfortable way. And I'm saying, this is my normal day to day. How much work is in your your normal day to day? Right,
0: and there's and there's a lot of truth in that. And, and, and that, though, is like what I think about with fathers, though, do you find when you and I guess this is one of the differences I think of when women go into motherhood and dads is there's a lot of books for women and there's a lot of reading and comparison and there's a lot of, oh, how do I do it? Mm-hmm. And to your point. You went into this earlier. You were saying, like, I didn't have I went into like full force, but I wasn't sure what it was going to be. So I'm going and doing it. I'm ready to learn. Mm-hmm. Do you think because of that, you're you don't necessarily worry about comparing? Like, I'm always fast. I guess guys, we don't I don't compare how I am as, as a father. With other people, or how my kids are, I do find when you go to mommy groups or like, there's a lot more of that conversation that goes on with mothers. Do you? Is there a reason why you just? Is it something that's never just not part of you to worry about? Like, I don't get. Like, I'm doing my best, and that's good enough. Yeah. So
1: I had this uh, term, this term that I've coined, and I made a couple of videos about it on YouTube. It's called comparing. Tank and comparing is when you actually compare your parenting your parenting style and your natural instincts against <laughs> yep. somebody else's which in turn just has a catastrophic failure if those two things collide <laughs> okay yep. Yep. so um i think a lot of times and men we're, we're we're very like less critical and more like hey this just works for me and whatever kind of works for us we're okay with sticking in that truth women for some reason are a lot more critical and a lot more hard on themselves and they compare a lot more so in a lot of those groups that you mentioned i can 100 percent seeing um, somebody say oh you're able to do 10 tasks a day or 15 tasks a day and i'm only you know struggling with these three as a guy i think we'll Get that and use that as a data point, and say, "Oh, this guy's able to do 15. I wonder if I'm able to do 15. Are there some areas where right I can it's, Yeah, improve? it's all, everything.
0: Everything's like golf. It becomes like a golf game. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, I could hear it part thing. Can I do? Am I? Am I two under? Am I four yeah. under? Is my kid like where does it is? But I don't. Yeah. I, I do that with but the judgment is gone. I don't yeah. feel bad about myself. I'm not like, oh, well, let's see what happens. Yeah, and that's the and that's the that's the important part too. And I've had
1: to my wife and I we've had conversations about that because I'm more like, hey, this is my life, this is my path, and I'm just gonna go for the gusto and try to make it the best that I can. And if something doesn't look the same as somebody over there, like it's okay. I have that data point, but I'm not striving trying to you know, get something that's unrealistic for my particular situation.
0: I, I love that. And I think more than ever, like we grew up, I mean, I'm a little older than you. I suspect you were a baby of the eighties. Maybe not. You're an eight. Yes. 87, I, 87. I, I was a seventies baby,
1: okay. early
0: seventies baby. So, uh, but I do think when you grow up in the seventies, and '80s, the archetypes of what fatherhood looked like on TV was like, Still very traditional old school. And like you, I think guys that are, if you're in the, if you're above eight, if you're above 30 today, you still have that very traditional, like a guy went out of the house to make money, right? The mother, the role of the mother changed, but the role of the father was pretty stable in terms of every dad on TV had a job in a movie, went and did something. And then the mother just had to deal with now having a job and doing it. I wonder about today, kids today are seeing dads like, I mean, I never saw my dad exercise. Mm-hmm. And, like, my kids are seeing me exercise. Like, there's so many different. Uh, we're, there's we're a sure. lot of information out there. Now. There's a lot. And, and the complexity of what fatherhood looks like today is so different from what these young boys that are six years old growing up and seeing, whether they see a guy. I mean, it goes from the extreme of you see somebody's father wearing a dress to you know, two to, to dads, to two moms as, as parents. But you all see the world of, like, dads are staying home. And like it's I wonder what that what that archetype of what a fatherhood is when we're our generation is in the middle of redefining it as we do it. Yeah. Um Yeah. I think is we don't have that. I don't think we have like we don't really like uh, the role models we had are still few and far between that did it differently.
1: Yeah. So that's why I keep saying like the our kids are going to be completely or theoretically they should be completely different. Fathers than like what our fathers and things were because there's so much more information, and at this point there's a lot more permission to allow you to be a different kind of dad. I mean, you yeah. can be a gay dad, you can stay at home dad, you can like uh, Instagram dad. Like you can, there's all of these different, different type of things, right? So I, would, would it be would it be terrible
0: to of me, DeAnthony, if I said that my hope my kid's gonna be better than yours? Is that, is that is uh, yeah? That, that's pretty. That's is, pretty terrible. Is that counterintuitive to the to what we just had? Well, wait a second. If That's true though. Am I being better than you? Our it'll be defined at how our kids are doing. Well, remember all that's of this. Terrible. All of this stuff is
1: an objective for all of us to do better later on. Remember that. So if you yeah, look okay. at it in a team sport, right? Your kids are going to grow up with my kids, and those guys are going to grow up, and they're going to impact the world in some way, shape, or form. And it's the things that you put into them. It's the things that I put into them that allowed them to do
0: that kind of stuff. Yeah. I love that. So I uh, listen, I've got a surprise for you because I went, I did a deep dive on your Instagram yesterday. Got it. Okay. And, uh, and I was like, I, you've been posting that for how many years have you been posting? Uh, maybe about, uh, maybe about two. two how old is your son?
1: Um, he's three. So yeah, it's about two and a half. Uh,
0: I'm going to tell you, you have been posting for about three and a half years. Three and a half. Going to do some facts, and I'm going to challenge you without picking up your phone. Do okay. Do you know? Do you know what your first Instagram post was? Do you um, know. Do you know what that was. I
1: I don't I don't
0: I Okay. Don't. You got to think. You, it was. It was more than two years ago. It was three and a half years ago, and it was prior to your son being born. Three and a half. That's impossible. Oh, it was probably the gender reveal then. It was you listen you nailed it right in the head you did a gender reveal you i I like i did it took me like 20 minutes to scroll down you have a lot of posts i was like what i was like wait what (laughs) your first instagram post i got like 500 likes which is actually a huge amount considering it was your first one means a lot of people deep dive like went really back for you uh but no you did you did a gender reveal post and it was the moment where you actually thought you were having a girl And then you found out you were having you were having a boy and you were uh, that elation that you described is 100 percent what is in that video. And I would say to anybody listening, go to Instagram. You can pause, go to the dad vlog. It'll take you slightly five minutes of scrolling down because you have to really like swipe, 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 swipe swipe to get it. But it's a good video. And I think uh, uh, from an authenticity standpoint, it's it's still you. Like, yeah. I don't think there's much like you still do you on it, which is yeah, great.
1: Funny thing about that video, too. I wasn't even allowed to film that. Because <laughs> when, you go, when you go into the ultrasound room, they don't allow you to film the camera. So I'm like, what? I'm paying like $600 uh, for this ultrasound. Uh, You're like, what? Really? I'm, like, I'm going to put this down there. But I did in my heart of hearts think that this was going to be a girl. One of the reasons I thought so was because we, my, my wife and I couldn't agree on the boy name in the slightest bit. <laughs> So we only had girl names. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be a girl. And I'm, and I'm working my mind and I'm getting ready for it right now. And at the very moment before what she said, what she said, my wife said, oh, it's a girl. I can feel it. And I'm like, oh, it's her body. She said it. I don't know what she That's just her, felt. That's
0: her. I got to follow her lead on that. <laughs> but then, boy, it was awesome. Just an awesome, pleasant surprise. Oh man, That's amazing! It's it's uh, I always say people always like we found out what our kids were before they were born, and people are, like I want to wait till I'm in the hospital. I'm like it's only going to be one of two things, <laughs> like it's a surprise when you find out. I, like I, I I honestly like I love people doing the hospital. i way would have the big giant panic attack because I'm like I need the house settled. I need a room. I, I I'd rather like I can't. That's too much on my in my world. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I would say though I love your uh, respectful rule following of the ultrasound i on the other hand when we were actually giving birth and i've told this story before to people my wife thinks i'm a lunatic for my for my son's birth we're in the same hospital but they say no cameras no video and my wife's cousin was with us so she was sort of helping out and i just had a little extra space so i whipped out my phone and nobody was paying attention so i got some good full-blown national geographic videos and photos of my son Coming out of the birth canal. I, I have a Hakuna Matata photo of him in the air, like full blood. And I literally put it on Facebook the next day. Oh, I uh, 100% support that. Not the put it on it Facebook is, part, at least the. Uh... Oh, nobody My wife. But The thing is, my wife was so out of it. She didn't really see for two weeks. But everybody's like, do you know you put that? I'm like, yeah. They're like, but we we also were the couple that. So when you when your wife was pregnant and you were talking about being excited from day one were you also celebrating the changes in your wife's body and like this idea of like, Oh, it's in there. And like, cause as, as a creative person, like, uh, and I don't, I don't, don't think I noticed these in your videos, but did you like do any photos, like photo shoots or anything of like your wife's of the, of those, of those changes and share them with people? Or did you keep it more?
1: Proper? Well, here is the thing. I was very excited about the pregnancy. My wife. <laughs> oh, no. my wife. <laughs> my uh my wife on the other hand it took her some adjustment to not only get used to
0: it but to also accept it oh she was like you need to calm down d anthony she's saying yes. she, she was telling you like yo dude chill out like well, chill let me out. tell you
1: let me tell you exactly what happened um she went and got the pregnancy test when she suspected that she was pregnant and me in the dramatic fashion that you know me to yeah. be um well, it was, it was late. Laid. She laid it on the counter and I put a towel over it and wet it like, I don't know, fizzle or do its thing. And I said, all right, the count of three, we're going to just rip this thing off. All right. She's nervous. I'm nervous. Amazing. Countdown, three, two, one. I ripped it off. I was like, and then she was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so she she was, uh, her excitement level did not match mine's The probably the entire pregnancy. And that's, that's okay. Because, you know, two, two different people, two different personalities, two different mindsets. Right. Um, So I think what ended up happening was my excitement kind of helped to get her through the pregnancy.
0: It's very supportive. That's a very supportive husband.
1: Yeah. So I, I did try to take a lot of pictures, you know, sometimes she didn't, she didn't really, she didn't really want to. Um, the second, our second child, Aaliyah, who was just born six months ago, um, she was a lot better for the second one versus the first one, as far as her excitement and enthusiasm. And we took a, we took a, we took a lot of pictures and a lot of photos and stuff. But, you know, I, and that's a very delicate thing, too. And I think that's important for people to know. And this is why I include Rachel on to that fault, because, yep. you know, dealing with your pregnant significant other, is an entirely different lifestyle and it takes very intentional things and it takes you to be in a very good headspace in order to like accept those changes that's coming monthly you know weekly and then you have to you have to be the protector provider the mental st- uh, stability person in the relationship and that stuff takes a lot of focus to get through so this, that's why another reason why I just, I, I put her on because eventually we're going to kind of go into like some couples things and I'm just going to start talking about that kind of stuff.
0: Well, it's interesting because those changes also occur, I think, in the post, the world of having the post baby, whether it's postpartum, there is a lot of stuff that a woman's body goes through that got that men. In my mind, I just think most of us can handle the hormonal journey that these women are on and what it does to them physically. And, and sometimes those effects, there are the women who bounce back like like a string bean. And two minutes later, they're like, boom, boom, boom. And other women, it takes years to deal with. And I do think that's that there's a, there's a, there is that supportive conversation you need to be aware of and patient as a guy, uh, because it's one, it didn't happen to you. And what are you going to, and, and, and it's, and it's a real challenge I have found for us. I mean, communication of, of all of it is key because if you're not communicating on the same page, it just falls apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, two questions. I want to go back to you. whip open the, the, the towel to see the answer on the pregnancy test. Do you know where that test is today? Uh, I absolutely don't know, Vinny. It's in a garbage can somewhere. I don't know. You, so I am on a quest to find another couple who has saved their pregnancy tests.
1: Oh, I wow. I actually
0: think, uh, I, ran, randomly in my bedroom, this is, how, this is the kind of lunatic I am. Oh, this is really, this. this is an exclusive that you're seeing because wow. I don't think many people know this. I actually have not just one randomly and this is on our bedside in the bedside table next to our bed this is the kind of people we are i have two both of our kids pregnancy tests me and my wife have saved and i've been considering doing like a boxed like image of them on a wall or something but i don't yeah. them and so i just got two quick questions for you
1: yeah how, how old is your oldest kid again
0: uh my daughter emily is 10 and my 10. son is seven okay. so this one is one of these is 10 years old Okay. And one of these is 11 years old because we did it like in the first like six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then my, my other question is, how, did you wash them off before afterwards or. Uh, quite honestly, I think they, I think we did the test, left it somewhere on a shelf and then we just threw it in a drawer. And then we just, <laughs> I, I don't, so literally I think there's been, and then we moved, like we've actually moved. Well, we moved once since our kids are born, but they've always, they've been kept in my, like the place I have like ties and I have tie clips and. Like my little, I've one, ju- it's not even a jewelry box I have. It's my box of like random stuff. Like if I have a couple pocket squares and they've always been there and now they're on a, uh, we have a bedside table. So they're in the top drawer in case like, you know, we wanted to show them off to somebody. Oh, okay. Wow. That is a, <laughs> that is an interesting souvenir. There. It's a very, it's a good, it's a good souvenir, but I, but I thought about it. I was like, Oh, I wondered, cause you did the big reveal. Did you ever think about saving the actual test no i missed that i missed that memo maybe maybe the next one go around we'll... i would say make tell tell rachel yell at her for not saving it you like, know, you robbed me of that test you robbed uh, me of the best souvenir that oh. was the beginning of my kid's life right there Vinny, well, actually, um, hold, hold that up again let me t- let me take a quick let me take a quick my... photo of that It looks these are my two my, me and my two tests that's awesome, that's man. That's good. That's good.
1: That's a first for me. I haven't heard that. Listen,
0: this is it's, and then the other thing, so, and also my wife and I, uh, anybody who knows us know we love to take some photos. We're big into just photos. We'll take a lot of photos of ourselves. We'll put our kids in it. So uh, when our first, uh, I have a friend who's a photographer in the city, so he graciously gave us like a free session. He's like a really good shot. So we went full-blown pregnancy photo shoot, like six to seven months where my wife, full-blown belly. And then we did it with like, um, uh, with her like bra panties topless with her hands covering everything. I took my shirt at one point, I took my shirt off, and we were trying. To, I mean, it was, but then what I did is because I lost my mind when I at work one day is I created a, a photo book about it, okay. and then everybody was a- asking me how Elisa was doing. So then I brought in like one of those Apple beautiful yeah. Apple photo books, and I brought it into work, and I would just share it with everybody. And everybody's like, Are you a lunatic? And I was like, Why? I'm like, Look. It's so, just so good. But, and in my mind, I was like, they're just good photos of us. But like yeah. her belly's out to here. And then we had blown up a couple photos for our house. So at one point, oh, oh, it's not it's not up anymore. But at one point we just always had this picture. My wife's like, John, and she's like, can you please take this down? I was like, you think you're good?
1: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know I'm OK with that because I'm usually a huge fan of that
0: kind of stuff, that kind of art in the house. Well, it's to me, it's not it's like a pregnant baby needs a pregnant body can be celebrated. Right. Yeah. I do think it's a journey sure. and there's nothing wrong with it. So, like, why not do it? But uh it's interesting to see different people's reactions to it. And I'm always like, well, wow, clearly, because I think it's like if you're if you're pregnant, it's nothing to hide about it. Like we all see it's a belly. And yeah. I love when women who are pregnant, like they're in bikinis and stuff. I'm like, you go. Like it's like Yeah, Ooh. yes. Just show it off,
1: show it off. I like I like the comfortableness of it. Yes.
0: I mean, it's it's amazing. So okay, so uh uh when you think about that as we I want to wrap this up and I, I, I could do this for hours with you, Dan, because I do. And I want everybody to watch your videos because they are some of the funniest quick bites. They're great stories. They're great videos. Uh, when you think about your success as a dad and you think about what, what I want to do two questions at the end. Here. What do you think as a dad, you did really, what did you fail at this week? What's it over there? What are you, when you look back at this past week where you're like, you know what, if I could read you this, what's the one thing where you're like, Oh, I'm trying, but I sometimes screw it up. What are you, what do you, what did you screw up this week? Um, Discipline is always a tough one.
1: Um, how to discipline um, your, your kid's hair ties is three now, three and a half. Um, oh. And he has very colorful behavior, these days, <laughs> especially, especially in school. And, you know, when we were brought up, or the way I was brought up, um, you know, whoopings were just the go-to kind of thing. But I think as I'm, getting older now you're kind of saying okay is that really effective will it work it may work for some type of personalities and other types, it may not so i think it deserves a deep dive into okay how do you discipline somebody and that's what i'm kind of in the midst of right now taking things away may not work yep um go to your room may not work So I'm in the middle of figuring out which one of these invisible options.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you, so as my kids are 10 and seven, when you figure it out, please let me know. Mm. Uh, We have fully failed at it. Uh, I self-admit it. Like we, 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 uh, we do the yelling. Uh, I threaten a lot of spankings. We've yet to do that. Uh, I do a lot of taking away. And then when I talk to teachers at school, what they keep telling me is just do positive reinforcement, do a chart. And actually for the three week period, we did a positivity chart where it's like, Hey, if you don't do this, like earn a point, if you can do this, it actually did work. I find the hardest part is it's like, you know what to do. The hardest part is just remembering it and staying consistent with it. And that's the issue of like, I'm like, Oh, I have so much going on. And I'm like, how am I going to remember this? And then it's easier to yell, but you don't want to yell. And I also find like my, so my son has ADD and part of it is like, when you say his name a thousand times. I'm like, okay, I'm being the asshole here because how would I feel if somebody yelled at me, Vinny, 15 times? Like, I'm just saying Shane, Shane, Shane. He's probably like, shut up. I don't want to hear my name again. And I do think discipline is one of the hardest things to master. I don't think anybody has it right. Uh, and I think as long as, as long as you do your best by them, uh, I do think you're early on in it. Uh, warning signs, five to seven. That's when, because when they learn words and they know how to talk, but they emotionally now can't control their emotions. What they then just do is verbally assault you because they know words. So they want to say words, okay. but they're having all these, like, Oh, their body's growing. All this stuff is happening. They can't control it. And then I just get verbal rage. Right. And that's, that's to me was like not being able to disassociate the words because he's just using words. He sees on video games or in the world yeah. you know, from like that emotion and, and, and feeling the empathy and the pain. It is so hard. Yeah, it's very that, tough, man. It's very oh, tough. Oh, it is man. tough. But on the flip side, what are you banging your chest with? Like, got this one, nailed it this week. Last couple of days, what have you been like slam dunk? Where's my well, Oscar? Well, oh, here, I got here, it, here,
1: Here's your absolute slam dunk,
0: here, All right. So my my daughter Aaliyah
1: um was addicted to the boo. For, oh, the boob, the boo. The boo. The straight. Yeah, well, boo. yeah. We've been there. No, no bottles. She didn't take any bottles at all. Yep. Um, I made a decision to get a breast, uh, a bottle consultant. And that bottle consultant has helped us get her like on the bottle. And she's on the bottle more and more every day. And how, how old is she now? She's six months. That it, it, Congratulations. Yeah. And when, and let me tell you why I'm killing it. I'm not just beating my chest just because of that, right? Because fixing that fixes a lot of things yeah. in the house. Uh, my thousands. wife, my wife, I mean, she just has a person attached to a group like all day long. Right mm-hmm. now, I just I just fixed that and I fixed it without compromising, like crying. It's not like I just snatched her off and said, yeah. oh, she's just going to cry. And I'll just take her. I've taken her off and I've given my wife peace of mind that I have this whole thing under control, which now means she's more comfortable. She's relaxed. She's happier. She talks to me in a happy manner. I talk to her back and we have this awesome energy in the house, all because my daughter is now taking the vital load.
0: Andy, listen, I probably needed your advice, uh, I'd say seven years ago, because my wife breastfed uh, exclusively for two years, we had severe, severe, we had our son would not get off that boob. And then Oh, no, it was a real we tried, we had consultants, we had therapists, it it became more of a developmental issue of trying to get get him off of it. Uh, But I don't know how looking back on it, like I'm proud of myself for the patience I had. And I'm, I don't know how my wife survived it because the lack of sleep for two years and then going through it all. I mean, I think she's now probably seven years later just coming out of the fog. And he is now actually like, cause there were years too. He's like, I like mommy's boobies. And I was like, yo, mommy's, those boobies are daddy's. boobies." like, you need to stop with mommy's. You've, had your, you've had your chance. Shane. Go you, you got, you had <laughs> them, you enjoyed them. You got you. You now have 15 years where you don't need to be touching anybody's foodies. Okay, <laughs> so find, find your, your new, own. Find your set. These are these are mine now. <laughs> so, uh, but it was a re- that is a but that's a real real thing, uh, and it's I, I commend you for being cognizant of it and doing it, which is which is the best thing. So, uh, do, Danny, I could do this. We're gonna do this again. I loved it. Uh, I want everybody listening. Uh, uh, you gotta follow uh, the Dad Vlog. It's on YouTube, Dad underscore vlog yep. it's on instagram i will of course be tagging the hell out of it so please if you're on twitter or following us uh, but you can all just just search dad vlog this is easy it's it's like seven letters everybody dad and then vlog it yep. will pop up you'll see a great picture d anthony is not hard uh please do it uh please support and subscribe and and share your love with him and if you like this episode please come back for more uh what would you want to leave us with i'll give you the last word d anthony
1: yeah, so um,
0: I think that uh, life's all about just kind of
1: doing doing their best. So my wife and I, we created this clothing line. It's called Create Dope Humans. And oh. it, it's, it's dedicated to, you know, parents, caregivers, teachers that just do the best they can and try to put everything that they have, all of their experiences, and put them into the kids or the people that they're caring for and it's just a representation just of that and it's called create Humans. And we've been um we've been selling some uh, some t-shirts and hoodies and things so is that, can I get it on your is there a separate instagram or is there there, one? there is one or you can go to create but there, uh, it's
0: right it's right in my bio i have a link there we will um, we'll be tag, we'll be tagging that as well and listen the holidays are coming up this will be out yeah. before this will be out hopefully in early december and everybody if you have, is it it's is it adult wear and child wear or adult? It is yes, adult
1: and child wear. Yes.
0: So listen, if if you know somebody having a baby, if you know if you have to go to a baby shower, I think there's a lot of un people always trying to find like new gifts to bring to a baby shower. Or even if you have a friend getting married and you want to be like, yo, I know what's happening next. Yep. Get them one because it is a great bachelorette bachelor party gift. You could if you so for a guy who doesn't think he's having kids uh i love that and so everybody please go visit it create dope humans to dad vlog like d ward i love it i appreciate you sir keep doing it we're going to keep talking this is fantastic it was so good to, I'm, I'm glad we we're able to figure this out any anyway, my man thank you sir All right. good job okay see you later D'Anthony. Love it. listening to the dad so hard podcast if you want to hear more and we're thrilled by this episode, but think what did I miss? How do I how do I hear more of this stuff? And I can't wait to next week. You can always go back to our old episodes and listen to them in our giant library. You can visit us at wearedadsohard.com dadsohard.com. You can follow us on Instagram, dad so hard podcast, or on Twitter, you dad so hard pod. Uh, and if you want to reach out to us, please do not hesitate to send me an email at dadsohardpodcast at gmail.com. Danny and I are here, we are listening, we're excited. We cannot thank everybody for being part of Dad So Hard Nation, and we hope you guys have another wonderful